Broadcasting and streaming worldwide from the Golf Club Studios, it's the Golf Club Radio Show with Danielle Tucker. Hi, Danielle. It's Ben Crenshaw. Oh, Ben Crenshaw, it is so good to hear your voice. And Mitsubishi Electric at Hualalai is underway. And gosh, I wish I was there. <laughs> I love that golf course. I love this tournament and everything they've done for the islands through their charitable contributions. Thank you so much for continuing to sponsor. This is a really long, long-running sponsor. We'll be talking a little bit later with Kelly Fleer the tournament manager, Mitsubishi Electric Championship in Hualalai. Claude Brousseau joins us as well, master teaching professional, Wailea Golf Academy, a PGA master, by the way. Stephen Yen. Stephen Yen is an executive chef, Liberty National Golf Course, and of course... He's a super golfer. He just loves the game. Oliver Olequiano, president and CEO, Island Pacific Golf Academy. He'll be with us. And Ron Syrak, award-winning writer, Golf Channel contributor. He'll be kicking off the show. What a season opening we've got going. We'll be right back with Ron Syrak right after this. My name is Danielle Tucker. This is The Golf Club. The Golf Club is brought to you by... Pro Camera Hawaii, quality cameras to capture the memories, now in the Pro Kai Shopping Center. The Century officially kicks off the PGA Tours 2024 season at Kapalua's Plantation Course, Maui, January 4th through the 7th. Aloha Power Equipment, your landscape superstore. Weed it, whack it, mow it, blow it. We put power at your fingertips. The Honolulu Sign Company, branding banks, shopping centers, businesses, and hotels since 1939. Claude Brousseau, Master Teaching Professional at the Wailea Golf Academy. The Aloha Section PGA, teach your children to play golf, the gift that lasts forever. And Sony Open in Hawaii PGA Tour Golf Tournament, starting January 8th through 14th, 2024 at the Wailai Country Club on the island of Oahu. And thank you so much for all of your support for the Golf Club Radio Show. If you know a sponsor who should be on the show, uh, give them a nudge. That would be very cool. Ron Syrak, award-winning writer, Golf Channel contributor, PGA of America Lifetime Achievement and Journalism Award recipient, LPGA Media Excellence Award author, Vision 54 Trilogy with Lynn Marriott and Pia Nielsen, including, well, play your best golf now. Isn't that a great time? Welcome into the clubhouse, Ron. Aloha, Danielle. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to be with you. Uh, and what a season opener. Yeah, we've got five tournaments underway. Amazing um, how far we've come with, remember the old days, the Global Golf Initiative? <laughs> it seems to yeah, have come it, true. It, it, you know, this is always that time of the year when uh, uh, there's nothing but hope and expectation ahead of uh, every player out there. And uh, this is going to be a fascinating year in the LPGA to see which of those players who broke through last year can build 
on that success and which of the players who were a little bit disappointing last year can bounce back yes exactly i mean nelly cordas just you know uh lydia code and and just well just talking about them just real lpga 2024 season opener is hgv tournament of champions then we've got the drive-on championship then it's off to the asia swing starting with the honda lpga thailand so this hgv tournament of champions, Ron, is being played Lake Nona Golf Course, a purse 1.5 million. Hawaii's Allison Corpus is in the field, two under, heading into round three is the last time I checked. Leaders are at eight under, tied for the lead, Ayaka Furue and Lydia Ko. So we see her coming back on. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Lydia disappointed me last year. Uh, I, I thought that in 2022 that she she showed uh, great signs that she was getting get back to that form that she had when she was a teenager, and she sort of she sort of stuttered and stumbled a little bit last year. Uh, and she's on my uh, my list of those players uh, uh, who I'm going to be looking to see what we got from them this year. I mean, look. Look at who who ended up as the top players in Player of the Year points on the LPGA last year. Lilia Vu, Allison Corpus, Celine Boutier, and Rune Yin. Nobody would have had any of those four as 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 in their top five right. being Player of the Year. And who wasn't in the mix? Lydia Ko, Nellie Corder, Brooke Henderson, Jin Young Ko, Nasa Hadaoka. Uh, Lexi Thompson now hasn't won in five years, and uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, um, who, who has a bounce back year. And then the other thing, you know, being a star, it's not just being able to build win upon win. It's being able to build season upon season. Mm. So which of those players who had breakthroughs last year, Vu and Corpus and, and Boutier and Yin, which of those can build on that success? Yeah, and, that, and that's, the, that's the bottom line. That was what was so exciting about you know, Tiger Woods. I mean, you could, it was yeah. like, you know, you, it, it, having those star players, and it's like Rory Wilde, uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's just having, um, is having a really difficult year. This, it just, his season is starting off really rough. And I don't know, you know, none of us really understand at some point when we're playing this game, what knocks us out and what, why we play really well. I mean, but would the work that you've done with uh, Vision 54, that is something that you folks explored. Yeah, you know, and, and, and part of that, part of the whole key to the whole thing is, is just, can you keep your focus on the now, you know? And, I mean, they always, as P and Lynn like to say, the most important shot in golf is the next one you're going to hit, you know? And when I look back, the three greatest winners I've covered in my career are, are Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods, and Annika Sorenstam. And what they had in common, they not only forgot their losses and their disappointments quickly, they forgot their wins quickly. If they won a tournament, they went out and they played the next week with, with the same fire and intensity as if they had never won a tournament in their life. They never got complacent. They played every shot, every round, every tournament as if it was the most important event they were ever going to play in. I'm not sure that you can teach that. I, I, I guess you can learn that. You can learn to get that focus. A lot of it is just hardwired into the DNA of a, of a player. But, but that's the key. 
you know, you had your breakthrough year in 2023. Can you put that behind you and use it as a springboard to even better things the next year? Yes. Yes. It's like the drive on. You know, you've got to keep the drive has to always be on. You've got to want it. Always want it and never be satisfied with your performance before. You can't rest on your laurels in golf. You've yep. got to keep on keeping on. It's um, it isn't an easy game. I don't know if I ever saw Tiger Woods play an indifferent golf shot in his life. You know, <laughs> he played every golf shot as if it was the most important shot he was ever going to play. And, and 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 Nicholas was the same way, and Sorenstam was the same way. They played every golf shot with an uncommon very rare intensity yeah and and then how do you transition from being a player who's like routine in in the zone but not a star that that is you know when you talk about Annika Sorenstam she wasn't so much uh outgoing Tiger Woods expressed himself in his performance every you know there was an emotion that was and I'm not sure I never got really to see Jack Nicholas at his top form but I imagine he was steadfast and and just focused um what that's the big question what makes the star player you know, Tiger Woods from the very beginning was comfortable in the spotlight. You know, he, he, he thrived on the attention and on the focus on him. When Annika Sorenstam, the first tournament she won on the LPGA Tour was the uh, U.S. Women's Open in uh, 1995. And she was so uncomfortable in the spotlight that she took the next month off. Oh. You know, she, she wins the U.S. Open and doesn't play for a month because she, she, she hated doing the interviews. She hated... All that attention that comes that comes with it, but she learned how to do that, and she learned how to be. Uh, uh, I remember the first time I interviewed Annika, she was such a bad interview. I had to interview her caddy to get a quote I could use, you know. And and now Annika is is an articulate uh, spokeswoman who's was essentially a motivational speaker uh, in the business world, in, in junior golf, in, in uh, um, being the host of an LPGA tournament. Uh, she grew into it. For Tiger, it was a much more uh, um, normal transition. I think for everybody, it's figuring out your own path. What's going to work for you to, to be able to sustain success and continue success? <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, my father loved Jack Nicholas, and I was an Arnold Palmer devotee as a kid. And I was so angry with Jack for <laughs> beating you know, it's like, wait a second, how, how dare you up you upstart? <laughs> uh, I once told Jack Nicholas, uh, this was probably around 2011. I was he was doing a uh, a promotional commercial shoot for the first tee, and I spent the day hanging out with him. And after we got pretty comfortable, and I felt like a kid around with him, I said, you know, Jack. I grew up in Western Pennsylvania. I'm an Arnold Palmer guy. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you how long it took me to get over you beating him in the 19 <laughs> playoff of the 1962 uh, U.S. Open at Oakmont. It wasn't until you won the 86 Masters that I was willing to say, all right, this guy Nicholas is okay. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> yeah. That is wonderful. So, uh, you know, you understand how I felt. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, there are so many up-and-comers in this game. 
that that are coming together that you have traveled in Chan Kim traveled around the world playing all these different tours and you know then all of a sudden they're like in the limelight you know they're being discussed another one is the PGA Tour US amateur uh, he's playing in the US amateur champ Nick Dunlap is playing on the PGA Tour and he's in contention at the American Express uh, Sam Burns, I think, shot a career-low 61 for the one-shot lead over Michael Kim, two over Dunlap. This is the kind of... You know, they come out of, quote-unquote, nowhere. <laughs> They've been working hard. Yeah, you know, I, I think what we're seeing more and more... Um, um, college golf, has, in particular, has improved so much over the last decade, decade and a half, that we're seeing players come step right onto the Pro Tour and... Um, capable of winning you know they've 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 experienced intense competition they've experienced uh a much better venues than that than they have been playing a, a couple of decades ago and and they are walking right into it um more prepared to win but the, it, it's all that other stuff that you have to adjust to it's all that stuff that can get your attention away from focusing on golf it, it's media attention sponsor obligations uh, uh pr obligations at the tournaments once you start to have success there are so many distractions out there it's learning how to juggle all those balls that becomes really one of the key elements uh um uh, to to building on success and and you know and in the day we live age we're living in now it's dealing with social media and oh. not making mistakes on social media and learning how to block out social media when people are being tough on you those are those are challenges that uh, the previous generation of players didn't have to deal with yeah very yes absolutely and and the young guys and girls are run, are growing up in this social media world so for us to say well just tune it out that's you know it's not it's like a part of their dna already they've been on their computers their entire lives they've been in social media whether it's uh, facebook or instagram or whatever is their favorite and i probably haven't even <laughs> i don't even know what the latest one is <laughs> Um, so we also, well, you know, you yeah. know, it's, it's just quickly here. Ben Hogan didn't win his first major championship till he was 34 years old. Wow. All right. He'd have probably been beat up mercilessly on, on social media for not having to do it. But then once he won his first major, he won nine major championships, you right. know? So, uh, uh, but, but that he was growing up in a time when it was easier to have disappointments it was easier to struggle you know it was easier now financially it wasn't you know back in the days when hogan played if you didn't finish in the top 10 uh, in a tournament you lost money for that week but in terms of that attention and the public scrutiny and 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 the the mean-spiritedness you know it it, it didn't exist back then and that was that was to their advantage yeah truly the mean-spirited Yes. Where has the kindness gone is a question I often ask. Um, and, and speaking of, you know, Ben Hogan uh, and, and, and that era, Jack Burke, a junior, yep. 2004 Jones Award winner. He died at the age of 100, just short of 101, right? Yep, yep. Uh, uh, they, had a, they had a big blowout 100th birthday party for him. Uh, uh, you know, in 19, I think it was 98, um, uh, I was invited down to Augusta National uh, 
a couple of months before the tournament just to see what it's like there when the tournament's not being played and and they they took me around and they showed me everything that you know the the eisenhower cottages the bobby jones cottage but one of the things i saw was the champions locker room and you know the 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 past champions have their own separate locker room for the masters and uh so there have been so many past champions that that uh there you share lockers in there and i went in and tiger woods had won the 97 uh masters and i and i went in and he was sharing his locker was shared with uh jackie burke <laughs> uh, who was the 1956 masters winner and i thought that was pretty cool that is pretty cool and, and what a wonderful person jackie burke was I, i'm glad you said jackie because everything print is is jack speaking of print hey sports illustrated whoa yeah, it, it's uh, it's looking like it's coming down the uh, it's coming down the home stretch, and, and quite frankly, it, it it already you know once it abandoned being a weekly print publication, I, you know when uh, I I think I realized today that I, my first subscription to Sports Illustrated was in 1963, and uh, um, and I grew up reading Dan Jenkins, and then later had the great privilege of being on the Golf Digest staff with Dan Jenkins, and but. Um, uh, writers like Dan Jenkins um, taught magazine writers how to write. You know, they, they came about in a very uh, uh, inventive, different sort of way. And uh, also um, the photography in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can't be replicated online with those great um, two-page spread photos yes. Sports Illustrated would have. The 5,000-word back-of-the-book story, you know, that really took a deep dive into a person or an event. Um, it, it, it was under the, the legendary managing editor, Andre Laguerre, at that point. Uh, it was um, um, the, the beacon. It, 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 it showed everybody else how sports should be written about, that it wasn't just about numbers and winners, that sometimes... The best story is the loser, you know, and sometimes the real story is the story behind the story. Who was the person who accomplished this? And SI did that, and, and, and the fact that it's uh, it's looking uh, like we're never going to see that, that publication again is very sad. It is, absolutely. Um, season opener in Hawaii for Champions Tour, the Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hawaii. Uh, Stephen Alker, Harrison Frazier, Steve Stricker, Ernie Els, Justin Leonard, all in the top five spots. Um, Steve Stricker won a whole lot of awards this year. Uh, he played on the PGA Tour this year. Uh, he's he's got a lot of game left in him. <laughs> what is he? Fifty. <laughs> Steve Stricker may end up being the uh, the the Bernard Langer of his generation. You know, uh, you know, he's going to be out there as long as he wants to be out there. He has one of those swings and one of those attitudes that ages very very well. Yeah. Um, and 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 speaking of Langer, by the way, I I, I think that what he's accomplished on the Champions Tour is really one of the underrated stories in in, in golf, maybe ever. You know, to continue to play at the level that he's playing at. It is mid It's truly incredible. It it really is. Uh, he's one of those driven, steadfast kind of people that just he had pedal to the metal, and that's all there is to it. It's really exciting. I'm sorry about the uh, static. We're having a little problem here. U.S. Adaptive Open conducting six 18-hole qualifiers across America. 
last year um, there were 15 players to, um, I, excuse me, I have a, a typo in here, at Pine, Pinehurst. I'm just excited that the U.S. Adaptive Open is doing the six 18-hole qualifiers. Um, there will be uh, up to 60 competing at Pinehurst. What is that golf course like? Well, first off, I think the Adaptive Open is an enormous addition to the golf championship schedule. You know, that is just such a, it, it, it's such a, a tremendous example of, of how um, golf is a sport open to everybody. And it's, it, it's a, a terrific uh, way for the USGA to support uh, uh, growing the game. And, and now that the uh, USGA has planted a flag in, uh, in Pinehurst, North Carolina, uh, with by having a, a branch office down there, and by the way, their U.S. Um, uh, youth team program is 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 based there, and and that's an exciting initiative the USGA has as going to finally have this junior uh, team program. But no better place uh, to 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 plant your flag than in, than in, in in Pinehurst. There's so many great golf courses there, and and uh, uh, Pinehurst. Well, all ten of them there are, are, are golf courses well worth. <laughs> all ten of them. Yes, you, you need to have a long vacation and stay and play. Um, I just had a, one final question that I am just dying to ask. Um, was that you, Paris, sailing over Cape Cod on a windy January day? <laughs> no, man. I have a mortal fear of heights. You will never find me up on a parasail. <laughs> I was at the tournament at Torrey Pines once. Uh, the LPGA was playing at Torrey Pines in San Diego, and a bunch of players, including my good friend Sophie Gustafson, went parasailing off the cliffs there, and I stood and waved goodbye to them and <laughs> waited for them to return. <laughs> Hoping for their easy landing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wonderful talking with you, Ron Syrak, award-winning writer, great speaker, Golf Channel contributor, PGA of America Lifetime Achievement and Journalism Award, LPGA Media Excellence Award, and author Vision 54 Trilogy with Lynn Marriott and Pia Nilsson. Uh, which one of the three would you recommend someone start with? Uh, well, Every Shot Must Have a Purpose is, is gives, a, the, the, uh, gives a really concise good overview of what their philosophy is and, and uh um i was thrilled by the way to see that uh, golf digest is the first ranking of the legendary teachers uh, of golf and both p and lynn were uh were on that list they were they were uh, both in the top 20 that's wonderful ron syrak thank you again and as you you tell me i feel the same way always a pleasure talking with you aloha daniel always a pleasure aloha we're going to come back. Oliver Oliquiano will be calling in. He's the president and CEO of Island Pacific Golf Academy. And um, his whole philosophy is working with kids, developing their competitive skills. So uh, we'll have him on right after this. My name is Danielle Tucker. This is the Golf Club. Stay tuned. We'll be hitting the greens with Danielle Tucker when we return to the golf club. PGA Junior League is a fun team golf experience for kids that the entire family can enjoy. Boys and girls learn the game from PGA and LPGA professionals and have a great time with friends. 
Find your team and get ready for a fun and exciting PGA Junior League season. No high I want to see you out playing in your jersey and having fun. Visit PGAJuniorLeague.com. The Aloha Power Equipment Superstore is next to the Costco gas station in Evole. Riding mowers, robotic mowers, weed whackers, blowers, chainsaws, and generators. We got it all. Specials throughout the store. We stock parts and accessories for everything we sell. Honda, Maruyama, Steel, Echo, Billy Goat, and a lounge for while you wait repairs. Our Waipahu store is still open. We put power at your fingertips. Aloha Power Equipment Superstore. Hoipu Bay on Kauai's South Shore has reopened to rave reviews. Come play our newly renovated greens. Bring the family, invite some friends. When you stand on that tee box, see that view, you'll know why Poipu Bay makes any day special. Come, join the aloha at Poipu Bay, where golf is played. Call 808-742-8711. Your tea time is waiting. Golf Club tip number 81. Don't throw your bag in the pond. You'll want your car keys and wallet when driving home. Now, back to the Golf Club with Danielle Tucker. You know, that's based on a true story. I mean, people have actually done that and then realized that they had to go snorkeling. Oliver Olequiano, president and CEO, Island Pacific Golf Academy, U.S. Kids Certified Top 50 U.S. Kids Golf Instructor, coach for Kamehameha Schools Golf Team, Kapolama Campus, Titleist Performance Institute Certified, PGA Game Changer Award recipient. Welcome into the clubhouse. Hi, Danielle. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> are you just waking up? You can share that with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> this one's just barely peeking out my window. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's going to be a beautiful day. It is going to be a beautiful day. So you've been working with Blaze Akana, the University of Hawaii golfer who carded that second round 71 Friday at the Sony Open, equaling his yeah. best round at a PGA Tour event. Amazing. I'm, I'm very proud of Blaze. Um, he's come so far in his game. Um, you know, both his game and his, the physical game and the mental game. Hey, Robert, the mental uh, side of it, yeah. So he's going oh. quite a bit. Proud of it. We're getting an awful lot of static. Excuse me, we're, um, we're getting... No, we're getting an awful lot of static. We're hearing the conversation that the executive producer is having with the engineering department to try to figure out why there's so much static on the system right now. So we're going to try to get him out of the loop so that we can get on with uh, talking with Oliver Oliquiano, uh, president and CEO of Island Pacific Golf Academy. Uh, so thrilling, you know, to to know that your student has has driven his way forward like blaze has um when you watch him you must feel incredibly proud and how did you when did you start working with him well you know he's gone through all the programs that we've had um you know he's, he's played u.s kids golf i've watched him 
play various tournaments, whether it's Jaga or OJDA and then Hawaii State Junior Golf Association. He's gone through the gamut in Hawaii and has, um, has persevered. He's done well in all the different events. Um, I coached him personally at, at uh, for community schools, and, and he did well there too. So, um, yeah, because he, I, I just feel like he's a really persistent individual uh, that's willing to go the distance. Right? He's willing. To, he, he, he takes it very seriously. You know, where I where other kids wonder how he gets to be so good, I tell I tell them that ladies is at the driving range almost like every other day or I'll see him putting at night or I'll see him at the chipping range or you know hitting practice shots out of a bunker you know he's there he's just there he wants to be relevant so he wants to be you know he wants to be relevant he, so he practices he puts in the time it's wonderful so, so what you're doing you're doing in your program you're developing kids to play competitively and Blaze seems to have really taken that and run with it. Yeah. Now, how do you t- develop children to play competitively without, I don't know, taking away their personal qualities? You know, it, it's a process, Danielle. Honestly, it's, it's, um, it's allowing the child to grow you know, from, from there, from when they're little. And I, I've seen it because I've taught thousands of kids already. And, you know, the ones that, that succeed are the ones that are, are given the opportunity, you know, to, to, whether it's to compete, to play, practice, but more importantly, they're given the opportunity and support by parents, right? The parents support them in whatever they do. And, and I don't mean it doesn't necessarily have to be just golf, but I've seen kids that play multiple sports that become really good at golf because they found golf as their passion, right? So, I mean, let's take Blaze, for example. Uh, I know Blaze loved basketball, but he wasn't always the tallest guy on the team, And but he was a great golfer, too. So he gravitated towards golf, but all his basketball skills, all his motor skills developed in basketball became very useful in golf. So, you know, I really, I'm a big believer that Kids that play multiple um, sports become better at one or the other or both because they do multiple things. So it's not that he just took off golf and just that was it. He did other things, right? And he's a good student too. I think big part of being academically smart uh, plays a role in that and in, in, in learning how to be responsible with your time, right? To manage it all well together. Yeah. And um, having a physical, strong body uh, with uh, reactive times is an enhancement to the brain. So music, sports, um, academics, all of those enhance one another. You know, it's, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful combination of everything. And the brain then it supports the body. The body is, you know, doing everything it needs to do <laughs> to be strong and yes. healthy. And I love what you wrote, loving and supporting our keiki along the way, letting them play various sports to enhance their abilities. That's yes. right. Yes. Right you, on. You nailed it, Danielle. Because you think about it, like music, you learn tempo, right? You learn whether it's the piano, the cello, the violin, 
or the drums. You learn tempo by learning music. Well, guess what? In golf, you need tempo, right? So if you have good tempo music, you'll have good rhythm in golf. Yeah. So yeah. everything ties in together. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do just one thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've, got, you've got to open up all of your senses and uh, give your, your body and mind all of the input that it uh, needs to grow and be strong. So you, have, um, you also have ki- U.S. Kids Golf, of course. It's a big part of your world. You're a U.S. Kids Certified Top 50 U.S. Kids Golf Instructor. And I like this because I didn't realize that... When U.S. kids golf, the parent caddies are a part of the process. So the parents are the yeah. caddy. I think that's one of the best things to happen for golf, honestly. That's me and my personal opinion. Of course, I'm a little biased. Mm-hmm. But I love seeing <laughs> parents out on the course because, number one, they get to understand the type of pressure the kids are in or under when they're playing. Number two... They're a continued support system on the course. You know, when they're when they're playing, the kids are feeling, hey, my parents are there. They get to witness their great shots. They get to witness their bad shots. But all along the way, the parents can really see the struggle, right? It's not that they just drop off their kids and I'll see you in four hours and not have a clue what's going on on the course. Yes. Right? Gosh, yes. Know that I've heard stories of kids being bullied on the course. And parents don't know about it. But they come to coach, they come to me and say, hey, I got bullied by this one kid and they were making fun of me or a group of kids were making fun of me and, and I haven't told my parents yet. You know, and that, that shouldn't be happening. Because, I mean, how is that supposed to develop a child? Right? So I like the fact that U.S. Kids Golf puts parents right there engaged wearing, they wear their U.S. Kids Golf caddy did so they feel like they're a part of the program. You know, the kids are um, are proud to see that the parents are there, you know, and it, I think it honestly it just provides a safer environment for, for this game to grow in. Yeah, and it makes a really cool relationship between mom or dad and child. It's, yeah. it's really wonderful. Um, so, PGA Junior League, uh, open for registration now? Yes, PGA Junior League is open for registration across the country. It happened, I believe, last Tuesday, and um, a great introductory program to competitive golf. So a lot of the kids that are either in my group lessons or in my regular programs for lessons, um, the first thing I do is I, I, I put them in U.S. PGA Junior League and encourage them to play because then they're playing in a team environment with other kids of their kind of the same caliber, and they just compete. And they play um, scrambles. I guess it could be a two, three on three scramble, and they're just trying to beat each other to score, <laughs> right? And um, yeah. they, we just make it fun. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. Some, and, and that's how it should be, right? They just, they're trying to learn how to play the game. And what better way to do it with, you know, a couple of friends that you like playing with? Yeah. And we do it as an adult when we get older, right? We, we're in. Um, Team formats when we work for companies, and uh, why not do it as a kid? 
Yeah, really important, you know, all of that uh, cooperation, uh, <laughs> helping each other to your outcome desired. Uh, so it goes from PGA Junior League, then you would, then we'd go to U.S. Kids Golf, and that's where uh, the parents are in- involved in the competition f- factor, you know, with them as caddies, and then. You say the regional and world championships, that's next. That's where the real competition begins. Yeah, so I, I get, I'm very fortunate to be um, involved and engaged in U.S. Kids Golf at that level of it, where they, they fly me out to world championships at Pinehurst, which is in itself an experience um, second to none. It's where all the best of the best kids are out there and, and competing. And I, I know you've interviewed me when I was out there at Pinehurst. Uh, last year, and um, it, it's amazing to see the best kids compete in the world. And in a lot of these, the best kids end up turning pros. You know, so you know, you, you, you just think of all the name um, like Allison Corpus, yeah, came from U.S. Kids Golf, right? Jordan Spieth came from um, U.S. Kids Golf. Um, so there's there's a lot of good kids that start from that program and become great. Now, not, not all of them become pros. But to get to that level is amazing. And you just see, you know, how much time and effort you've seen all the parents and all the kids and the families put together. And, and to, again, to see that support system there is awesome because you see them in droves. I mean, you've got aunts, uncles, cousins, <laughs> everyone walking and, 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 and being, the, uh, being the spectators on the side. You know, and then, of course, the parent and the child is still caddying, you know, so... It's just a wonderful experience. And same thing with the regionals. The regionals are, are a great entryway to, um, to world championships. So I, I'm, in February, I'm going to Arizona for the Wigwam um, U.S. Kids Golf Championship, or regionals. And, um, but I go to Pebble Beach. Um, I also go to Palm Springs. I, I do the regionals because I get to see a lot of the kids from Hawaii compete over there. So like Leo Saito, I saw him like at world and three other regionals and he's just competing he's just going out there and and um and showcasing and that's the other thing too being at world championships or even a regional event being able to showcase a child's talent in front of the world is one thing but the other thing is there are college scouts constantly looking at kids they're looking for the best players in the world well, they're not going to come out to here to Hawaii and fly out here to watch kids play a local U.S. kids golf tour. Um, but they'll fly out and they'll watch a world championship tournament and they'll go, hey, who's this kid Leo? Then they'll, they'll ask me about him. Uh-huh. And, or, you know, they'll, they'll ask a coach or they'll ask someone about him. And yeah. then all of a sudden he's seen and he's on the radar. And all, all of a sudden you've got scholarship opportunities happening for these kids. It's wonderful. From these events. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and that's our ultimate goal. Oliver Oliquiano is president and CEO of Island Pacific Golf Academy, U.S. Kids Certified Top 50 U.S. Kids Golf Instructor, of course, also coach for Kamehameha Schools Golf Team. Tell us how we get in touch with you. Yeah, well, I'm over at the Hawaii Prince um, Driving Range. Um, I'm there pretty much nine days a week. Um, <laughs> you just said nine days a week. I love you. <laughs> it was eight days a week, but I had to put, I had to work overtime. 
<laughs> so um, my phone number is 808-393-3873. Or you can visit me on my website at islandpacificgolf.com. And um, there's ways to contact, contact me there. All right. Email or... Yeah. He, he's over at uh, Hawaii Prince. <laughs> Driving range. Yeah. Nine days a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, congratulations, too, from the Golf Digest uh, Awards. Uh, one of the seven top player, uh, top uh, teachers, top teachers in the state of Hawaii, uh, Oliver Olaquiano. Thank you so much for being inside the clubhouse with me. Thank you, Danielle. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You, too. And I hope you feel really good soon. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Aloha. We're coming back with Stephen Yen, executive chef, director of food and beverage, Liberty National Country Club. Wouldn't y'all like to go there and just maybe sip a whatever drink and have a delicious meal? And he's also an avid golfer. We'll be back right after this. My name is Danielle Tucker. This is The Golf Club. with Danielle Tucker when we return to the Golf Club. When Sears opened here more than 60 years ago, who made all their signs? The Honolulu Sign Company to 1724 Hart Street off White Camilo Road on the Eva side. They do building marquees, letter signs and lighted signs, parking and tow signs of every kind, OSHA compliance signs, custom signs of all types. Call 847-4047. Licensed and insured Honolulu Signs, serving Hawaii since 1939, where quality and service have not been forgotten. Call 847-4047 now. Got a shutter bug in your life? Pro Camera Hawaii has just what you need. Pro Camera has lots of holiday specials for you. Your authorized Canon, Sony, Fujifilm, Nikon, and Ricoh dealer with in-stock and special order for your hard-to-find items. Pro Camera Hawaii, we know cameras. From digital cameras, lenses, audio, lighting, video accessories, and gift certificates, Pro Camera Hawaii has it all. Now at Pearl Kai Shopping Center. Capture the memories. Poipu Bay on Kauai's South Shore. Share our home with need a gift for that special someone? Tired of giving fruit baskets you know are getting recycled? Give a Poipu Bay golf gift certificate. Whether it's a birthday, business, or anniversary, here's the one gift that is always the right size and the perfect date. Just give us a call and it will be waiting for you to pick up or mail to your office. There may even be time to sneak in a nine. Call us for the perfect gift where great golf is played every day at Poipu Bay on the Garden Isle got my new book three tips to play better golf practice 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 now back to danielle tucker and welcome back into the clubhouse i think i i don't know did i make a mistake <laughs> goodness knows i do that um but we're going to jump ahead instead of um having M- M- kelly fleer the tournament manager at Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hawalalai on Hawaii Island with the six Hall of Famers. You know, we're going to have Kelly on the show right now because he's ready and you never know what's going to happen during a golf tournament. And I'm so excited that he's able to take the time out of his very busy schedule to be inside the clubhouse. Kelly Fleer, tournament manager, Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hawalalai. Welcome into the clubhouse. Aloha, Danielle. Thank you for having us. We're excited to start our final round here. 
It, isn't that something? It's like the final round. It's hard for us to cut. You know, we're always expecting it to be a Sunday close. Well, I think one of the most exciting things, it always seems to be a, a really close match on the final round here at Hualalai at the Mitsubishi Electric Championship. Yes. This will be. This is the 28th year, and we've, you know, it's always the, the players go real low. Uh, the weather's been perfect here, so we're expecting a really, really close match. Uh, we've got a lot of players bunched up toward the top and yes. a lot of big names. Yes, we've got uh, Steve Alker. He's, uh, you know, the top position, number one right now. 16 under par. Tied for second, Harrison Frazier. Steve Stricker, 14 under. Ernie Els is at the fourth spot there. He's 11 under. Uh, Justin Leonard is 10 under. I think those are some pretty big names. Yes, they are. You know, Steve Stricker obviously was the player of the year last year with what was probably one of the most amazing uh, Champions Tour seasons that anyone's ever put on the scoreboard. (laughs) He had six victories, and three of those victories were major championships and by the way his very first win last year was right here at Hualalai. <laughs> you know that 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 really leaves you i i love that golf course your golf course is is spectacular didn't the uh, skins game get played at Hualalai? no the skins game was the senior skins game was at Manalani years ago Um, That event hasn't been around for a while, but it had many, many prosperous years at Manalani. And that was in the Jack Nicklaus, Arnie Trevino era. Yes, 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 yes. It's kind of like the Grand Slam of golf was at Puepu for so many years. And just really quite amazing that four, four people could attract such a huge audience every year (laughs) that's true but our event's been here since 1997 danielle so that this marks our 28th year um we've only had two sponsors and this is the 16th year that mitsubishi electric has sponsored this great event so we're the longest running event right now on the pga tour champion schedule well i've Kelly, I opened the show by talking about Mitsubishi Electric and all the, the the fundraising they've done and the charities that have benefited. They've they've really made an impact on the community. They sure have. Uh, the Rotary Club of Kona is a local Kona charity, and they take their proceeds and distribute a hundred percent of those into community projects that everybody can share in, uh, whether it's uh, the walking park or regrassing the soccer field way back in the day, and or whether it's just, um, you know, uh, 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 taking a stroll on the beautiful uh, walking path that they refurbished and planted beautiful flowers. And they turned something that was really um, dilapidated and made it really nice. And so some of those things are great. You know, the Daniel R. Sayer Foundation uh, raises money to help support the fire departments here on the Big Island. And they've been successful in raising lots of money to purchase fire trucks, helicopters now, uh, rescue wow. boats. Wow. So that's been a real win for the community. 
Yeah, I, I should say. Those, those are big ticket items. <laughs> are you there? Yes, can you hear me okay? Oh, yes, yes. We have a little static in the studio, so that's not your phone. Uh, don't worry about that. You know, when I said Justin Leonard, there's also David Toms. They're tied for fifth, starting off this final round at 10 under. Uh, Vijay Singh, uh, just uh, Hugh, Rocco Mediate, KJ Choi, Darren Clark, the uh, Freddie Couples. <laughs> He's playing. It's Jerry Kelly. You know, it's uh, just wonderful seeing the names. And I'm going down Bernard Langer, Miguel Jimenez. Um, it's just wonderful. Steve Flesh. Uh, it's a great. You have six Hall of Famers in this. We sure, we sure do. And I can list those for you. They're, it's Fred Couples. Ernie Els, Bernhard Langer, who's one of the, our greats on our tour, the all-time uh, most wins, uh, Colin Montgomery, Marco Mira, and DJ Singh. <laughs> that, that's a six-some. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite a... That, uh, they've got quite a few victories when you add them all up. Yeah, and what is the mood like? That's one of the things that I love about the Champions Tour. There is a fierce competitiveness that is ingrained in them. But then there's this, this uh, I'm not sure if jovial is the right word, but there's a sense of uh, camaraderie, uh, but at the same time getting under each other's skin just a little bit. Oh, yeah. They like to needle each other. <laughs> so the great thing about the PGA Tour Champions is, you know, we host a two-day pro-am, which was completed this past Wednesday. And this, and we had a little bit of weather, actually. But despite that, uh, our uh, Mitsubishi Electric and their customers, they come and enjoy playing golf for two days with the pros, as well as Huala Line members and a host of other amateur players that, you know, they really get to see rub elbows with the pros uh, they get to go to dinners with them. We're one. Of, I would say we're one of the few events where all 42 players attend our functions, wow. uh, night night functions with the amateur groups, and it's really, really uh, an intimate, you know, golf experience for whoever happens to be lucky enough or fortunate enough to participate. So it's just been a really great week. Yeah, it sounds like it. And uh, with, of course, Steve Stricker winning uh, the Player of the Year uh, and then having the party to boot. How does one be, you know, how do you how do you sign up to maybe, uh, I, I suppose it's, you know, it has to be pay to play. But tell us a little bit about how to, how could I play with a champion? Well, if you go to uh, mecgolf.com on your computer or your phone, uh, what we'll, Next year, probably in uh, February, March, we'll roll out the 2025 Pro-Am opportunity. And uh, it'll, it'll have the Pro-Am package laid out right on the website. There'll be a, a button to click with the Pro-Am. And uh, you can read all about it. And if there's interest, it'll have contact information and email information. And uh, you just follow through on that and you'll have the whole... A whole ball of wax. Awesome. That's M-E-C-Golf.com. Dot com. Correct. That's our 
uh, handle our PGA Tour Champions official website. Awesome. Awesome. Kelly Fleer, Tournament Manager, Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hualalai. Thank you so much for being inside the clubhouse. Yeah. I'm so glad you had time. Well, you know, you never, I, as I was saying earlier, you never know what's going to happen during a tournament that would make the tournament manager go, hasta la vista, baby. I'll be back some other time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, and, and don't forget, Danielle, we have ticket. We still have tickets available. The final round, the first tea time this morning is at 10 o'clock. Our gates open at 9, so that's in the next hour and five minutes. So if you're on the big island right now and listening, come on out and watch the best players of, of yesteryear, the legends, the Aloha legends of golf. And, uh, you know, we play all the way till 5 p.m. The last putt should drop right about 5 p.m. So, yeah, Golf it, Channel, if, you, if you're on another island, tune into the Golf Channel. Yeah. And, it's a great uh, broadcast. Live. Yeah, they're doing. It's a great job that they're doing. It's beautiful. And if you're, you know, here and you know somebody there who may not know that this is happening, give them a call. Kelly Fleer, thanks. Aloha. Thank you, Danielle. Aloha. We're coming back. We've got um, Claude Brousseau and Stephen Yen still coming in. We'll be back after this. My name is Danielle Tucker. This is the Golf Club. Stay tuned. We'll be hitting the greens with Danielle Tucker when we return to the Golf Club. I'm Paul Morikawa, 2020 PGA Champion. In every golf journey, some goals can feel like an uphill climb, even intimidating, especially if you're on your own. But in the game of golf, helping hands are all around us. Whether you dream of a championship or you're just trying to make golf your thing, PGA coaches have industry-leading knowledge, guidance, and support to help you take the next step. Just like my PGA coach, Rick Sessinghouse, has always done for me. Wherever your golf journey is headed, a PGA coach can get you there. Find your PGA coach at pga.com slash coach. Do you want more consistency and more distance in your golf swing? Schedule a session with Coach Claude Brousseau, PGA Master and Director of Player Development at the Wailea Golf Academy. It's the only Golf Channel Academy in Hawaii. He's ranked number one teacher in Hawaii by Golf Digest since 2019 and two-time ASPGA Teacher of the Year. Claude will simplify your game and make you better. Scratch golfer or just beginning? Call Claude at 808-856-9458 or book with him at WaileaGolf.com. That's 808-856-9458. Have more fun and stop paying for lunches. The Aloha Power Equipment Superstore is next to the Costco gas station in Evole. Riding mowers, robotic mowers, weed whackers, blowers, chainsaws, and generators. We got it all. Specials throughout the store. We stock parts and accessories for everything we sell. Honda, Mayuyama, Steel, Echo, Billy Goat, and a lounge for while you wait repairs. Our Waipahu store is still open. We put power at your fingertips. Aloha Power Equipment Superstore. Man, I thought that was in the cup. It bounced out. I've been robbed. Now, back to the clubhouse with Danielle Tucker. 
And welcome back into the clubhouse. You know, we've got a high surf advisory for the west-facing shores of Lanai. High surf warning for the north and west-facing shores. Ni'ihau, Kauai, Oahu, Molokai, and Maui. Partly cloudy, isolated showers on Kauai. Mostly clear elsewhere. The high today, 80 to 85. The low tonight, 66 to 71. The winds out of the southwest, about 15 miles per hour. So it's a really good day to get out and play around. And you know, there are a lot of guys that are surfers and girls who are surfers and golfers. Hey, you know, surfer golfers. It's <laughs> so you can't surf today. It's not a good day. I, I, I don't think I, I be careful if you're going out when there's a high surf warning. For the Daredevils. Claude Brousseau, PGA Master, Director of Player Development, Wailea Golf Academy at Wailea Golf Club on Maui. Welcome into the clubhouse, Claude. Good morning, Danielle. Morning. It's a beautiful day, isn't it gorgeous? I just, when I was driving in, I saw the sun coming up and then it was just hitting the mountains. Is it beautiful on Maui today? It's gorgeous on Maui. I just came at the academy and I was looking, you know, from my office, beautiful office in the world, I think. I saw Molokini there. The sun was just coming up and we had some rain and it's fantastic how the nature is beautiful. Normally, there is we don't see greenery on Molokini. And then now it's the top of that uh, you know, it's like a croissant shape. Yeah, yeah. You got some green on it. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's raining. We need rain. Uh, Claude Brousseau is ranked number one teacher in the state of Hawaii by Golf Digest. Now, this is voted by his peers. This is, you know, by his peers. Now, this is the third time that he's been voted number one in the state of Hawaii. Um by his peers. It's wonderful. Uh, there was also a fourth time back in 2019-2020. Um, you must be you must be amazed. Yes, I am. And I'm so humbly proud of that because it, you know, first, like you said, Danielle, it's a Golf Digest, one of the, you know, most important publication of golf in this country. They sent out a survey to over 3,000 golf coach and uh, instructor in the United States, and then they vote for who they think uh, it's worthy of being number one. Then, of course, I'm very proud of that. And then what it does, it allows the people to know that even if we are in Hawaii, we have top coaching available for them. And um, it's just, uh, I will say, make you, me at least, always strive to be the best I can be because if I do that, it means that the people who trust my expertise have the highest level of um, coaching they can have to, we are so passionate, all of us who love golf, uh, we all want to improve and I believe that it's the responsibility of the coaches to keep learning to make sure we offer the best quality of coaching possible to the golfers. Yeah, absolutely. And what amazes me, Claude, is how you do this. You are not just number one 
ranked teacher in the state of Hawaii by Golf Digest, a uh, list of the best teachers. You're a Golf, Des- Golf Digest certified instructor, Flight Scope certified professional, Aimpoint Level 3 certified instructor, Vision 54 authorized coach, talent contributor with Sports Illustrated, Morning Read is the golf aspect with two videos a month this year, a V1 sport coach ambassador, uh, two videos every month. Um, and, 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 and you must have been kind of stunned when you heard that Sports Illustrated was no more. Yes, yes, I was. I was when uh, Sports Illustrated uh, reached and said, we would like to do, uh, uh, you know, a special edition with you and uh, you provide your video and then they even have uh, an artist that, uh, you know, um, wrote a little song with uh, Yoko Lily for that and it's... uh, you know, golf tips from paradise. And then the idea behind that, Daniel, it's just offering something bigger than Claude Brousseau. You know, I love to promote Hawaii. It's such a great place in the world. Of course, I'm in love for since 1988, the first time I came on Maui, I was dreaming to come and live here. And finally, in 2005, I got the opportunity to move here full time, and it's it's so such. I'm so fortunate with the life I have that my goal is how can I make other people's life better using golf. So often, let's say people will say, "Claude, what do you do?" Uh, here's my answer: I'm a differentiator. I make positive difference in other people's lives using golf as the main tool to do that because it's about helping other people make me feel good. Yes, that's <laughs> that's kind of like what the bottom line should be on, on you know, life. <laughs> Doing what you I, can I, to I, make other people feel good. Well, I think so, you know, and probably... Um, as you know, I was, a, I was a nurse for a long time. I guess that part of helping other people <laughs> is still germinating yes. inside of me. But I'm using golf now. Yes, that's wonderful. Um, so, you, Claude, we're going to get down to you know, some teaching here. Because yes. um, you've written and often said here on the show that putting is the great equalizer. Putting is the single most important or the most this simple. It's, you know, it's like the, it's a putting stroke is one of the simplest strokes there is in the game of golf. But <laughs> how do you commit to each shot, including that putter? Yes. Um, so basically, you can see how important it is. If you watch what happened to Rory at Dubai. Oh, I saw that. So he made, okay, everybody who likes golf probably saw that. So what happened there, it's so easy to be distracted. So how you can get more focus on every pot is first have a clear intention and remind yourself that the task is only roll the ball in the hole. Don't make it more complicated. So you can either visualize the ball going in the hole. It was said that Jack Nicholas, during his prime, he will see the ball rolling in the hole, then the roll, the ball rolling back from the hole to his putter on every putt. 
So if you have, a, 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 I would say, a game plan like that, that will help you to stay focused on every uh, part. Uh, Annika, for a while, what she saw it was interesting, you know, learning from the best, and these two are <laughs> very good at what they, they were doing. So she will see like a, a magnet on the outside, like a horseshoe magnet oh. on the other side of the hole, you know, where she was putting on. And then she visualized and she felt that that ball was like a, a metal ball kind of in her head, then it would be attracted by that magnet to the hole. Wow. Isn't it interesting? Yes. That's a really, so, really good one. Go ahead. That's a really good one. No, I'm just like thinking about this. That is a really good visualization. Yes. So the, the challenge for the, every golfer uh, is um, finding their own way to incorporate and own the information that the coach share with them. Like I, I share with the people, what I'm saying when you're in front of me, let's say Daniel as a player who wants to improve, is kind of important. No, it's very important. No, I'm just joking, but I tell them that. Then I say, okay, now the most, the best thing you can do to yourself is finding your own way. And I question them a lot on, okay, what's the difference for you? What makes you click? What makes you be a performer? Because the real deal, to stay focused, to answer your question, will be you have to find a physical cue that triggers the performance on demand. So when you focus on that, obviously you don't think about missing the putt. You don't think that uh, you're not a good putter or all those thoughts that we don't want when we need to perform. So you just you have to um, single out the thought that you need right here, not other things. Correct. And then the biggest obstacle on the course, Danielle, is distraction. And who is the biz- the biggest distractor? The golfer itself, or himself, or her. So. If you, if you don't let anything distract you and stay at the task at hand, so putting, there is only direction, and the 90% of what happened to the pot, where the ball rolls, is due to the club phase. Right. Hands and wrist control club phase. We see, we simplify, so there is direction, then of course there is speed after that, or how much energy you need to transfer into the ball. It, it's that simple, and then it's the only club you use on every hole. You have to love putting and practice it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You just said the P word. Uh, you have to <laughs> love putting, and you have to practice. Yes. <laughs> However, yes. you need to practice with a purpose. Oh. So oh. every ball has to count when you practice. Because guess what? On, on the golf course, you got one chance at it. So I read a long time ago, and I used it this week with somebody. People say, oh, no, I need to groove the swing. I say, when you groove, you need to move. <laughs> it's not time to keep grooving it. You have it. So it's not grooving it. It's, okay, you need some 
because it's a motor skill, you need some reps. But uh, staying over, let's say, the same putt over and over, that's not playing golf. Now, I like to, I'm pretty, uh, I pay attention to the word I use because I think it's important for the brain. I would say the general public are practicing or hitting balls, athlete, train. But that's quite different. If you go to the putting green and say, I will train to be a better putter. Well, that's different than hitting balls or just rolling the ball to the same hole and be there like pretty much without a purpose. And what do you want to achieve? What do you want to achieve for that training session? Yes, absolutely. And that is, that is what, what is critical. Um, now, once you, a lot of people like to go to the, let's let's go to the full swing. A lot of okay. people like to go to the to the to the um, driving range and just pound balls. Mm-hmm. If you go to the driving range and you're just trying to get the um, irritants of the day <laughs> off <laughs> your like mind, how you put it? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, know that you're doing it for that reason, right? You're just banging balls. And yes. Because a lot of people think that's practice. It's not. Because for sure it's practicing at hitting ball and get the frustration of the day out. But that won't help you for your game. What you need to do when you go uh, first, unless you have a device, you don't even know how far you hit that ball. (laughs) That's right. Why would you ask yourself, okay, how far is that pole over there? So I will say, okay, Mr. or Mrs. Golfer here. And then, of course, they always select the furthest one. They can have a wedge in their hand, and I'm asking them, where would you like to go here? Okay, that furthest one over there. With the wedge? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Their brain, the human brain, one thing far. So I would say, okay, but when the ball hit the ground, let's say we're going for the furthest one with your driver, as an example, Mm -hmm. I would ask them, could you tell me if the ball landed six yards short of that 250 yards pole up there or eight yards past it? Uh-huh. They say, Claude, I cannot tell you that. But I say, why are you asking me the distance? So if you go to the practice facility, you must have a device that gives you a, when you want to work on your distance. Uh-huh. So, you, you see what I'm saying? Yes, so absolutely. If you want to know how far you hit the ball, you must use a device that will tell you how far the ball goes. Now, if you don't have that, when you go to the practice facility, you should focus on how good or efficient are you at making a solid contact on the club face. So a very simple way to do that is you can go at any grocery store or uh, pharmacy and buy, let's say, doctor's sold uh, spray powder and just spray that powder on your club face. Then when you swing, of course, that will make a mark. The ball will make a mark on the club face. So now you know where you hit it. Oh, that's great. So you, you need feedback, Daniel, when you go and train. Otherwise... You waste your time. Then I will. This is a very easy way to monitor where you hit the ball on the club face. Then you should. The golfers should always keep at least 
15 minutes towards the end of the session, let's say, and simulate playing golf. What I mean by that is you put the ball on the tee, let's say, and you, let's say you have your driver, you imagine yourself be on hole number one here, let's say, on the gold course at Walea. Then you make a boundaries in your mind on the left, let's say that will be the green pole, and then the boundaries to the right, let's say the yellow pole, and then can you put the ball in that fairway? Yeah. Then when you have done that, you say, okay, I have like a, a 150 yards to the green. Now, take a different angle, and let's say out there, you can have a tree, so you will use the trunk as the flag, and the branches of the big tree will be the, 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 the green, let's say, the design of the green. So you can picture a green with a tree, you know, with the branches that give you the dimension of the green. Then go ahead, do your stuff, swing the club, and see if the ball will end up in the, you know, left and right side of the branches of the tree. The tree. Yes. So that's like shooting for a green. Let's say, oh, I missed the green. Okay, the third one, I need to chip a little little chip. So pick a little thing on the grass, let's say 10 yards in front of you, uh, and see, can you just chip the ball that will land on that spot? So if they do that, they will not be in the club anymore of clothes. I'm very good at the range, but I'm not that great on the course. Right, right. Oh, yes, with a purpose. You have to practice with a purpose. Right. And I love using the imagination that gets the, the brain engaged and not distracted in the process that the body's been doing all this time. You know, it's like give it something to work with. I, that is really good. What, is it, what powder did you recommend putting on the club face? Say that one more time. Um, yes, yes. I will say it. Uh, uh, it's a spray powder. It's Dr. Shaw. Oh, yes. S. C-H-O-L-L apostrophe S and it's a powder, you know, like a spray powder. Yeah. That's... It's a foot spray powder. And then you just, you know, spray it and then you, you see where the ball is on the club face. That is so you... brilliant. So it's, um, it's a very uh, efficient way to, to know where you hit the, cl- the ball on the club face. Because Everybody's obsessed with distance, and of course, it's fun to hit it farther. However, they kind of forget or they don't know that the most important thing for distance is centeredness of the contact in the middle of the club face. That's where there is a sweet spot there. <laughs> yes, you know, every, I, I was, did I hit it in the right? <laughs> and uh, the other the thing about the putting, just to, to wrap this, yes. the one question I had about putting, sometimes my wrists get in the way. And they, mm-hmm. you know, like you're, you bring your, your, I'm really good with a pendulum. You know, I, I have a kind of okay. an innate feeling for for putting I, I feel comfortable over the ball but i know sometimes my wrists and i don't know how to control them is there a- okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's that's a very good question so basically a couple of ways that you can change the feeling you at least as a practice swing let's say you can uh experience 
let's say you got a conventional grip, we'll call that. Now you can uh, experience having your, let's say you're a right-handed player, you can experience having uh, the lead hand low. So if you go, you know, like uh, the, the left hand will be low on the putter. Yeah. And then you can put your right hand at the top. Okay. So it's this way, your wrists are a lot more quiet. Another way, you probably remember when uh, Bernard Langer had difficulty to putt, he, at one time, he was putting the shaft against his leading arm. <sighs> and then with the other hand, he was holding the shaft on his leading arm. So this way, it's almost impossible to move your wrist. Wow, that's fantastic. And I, I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to talk to you about that more because um, <laughs> all these really good insights into some, you know, practicing stuff. <laughs> the P word. <laughs> yeah. So many people want to go out on the golf course and just be fantastic. I'm, I'm going to do something really quick. K O R L Y N I, Honolulu. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you can't be great at something unless you sit down at the piano and play and so you gotta you gotta stand up at the range and you gotta hit balls with a purpose claude brousseau pga master director of player development wailea golf academy at wailea golf club on maui you can reach claude at c brousseau b-r-o-u-s-s-e-a-o at WileaGolf.com. Claude Brousseau, Wilea Golf, that's where you can find him, the Wilea Golf Academy. Thank you so much, Claude. Thank you very much for uh, giving me the opportunity to be on your show. And uh, thank you for everything you do to promote this great game. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha, Claude. We'll come back now. Diana DeLucia is joining us right after this. My name is Danielle Tucker. This is the Golf Club. Stay tuned. We'll be hitting the greens with Danielle Tucker when we return to the Golf Club. PGA Junior League is a fun team golf experience for kids that the entire family can enjoy. Boys and girls learn the game from PJ and LPGA professionals and have a great time with friends. Find your team and get ready for a fun and exciting PGA Junior League season. I want to see you out playing in your jersey and having fun. Visit PGAJuniorLeague.com. When Sears opened here more than 60 years ago, who made all their signs? The Honolulu Sign Company to 1724 Hart Street off White Camilla Road on the Eva side. They do building marquees, letter signs, and lighted signs. Parking and tow signs of every kind. OSHA compliance signs. Custom signs of all types. Call 847-4047. Licensed and insured Honolulu Signs. Serving Hawaii since 1939. Where quality and service have not been forgotten. Call 847-4047 now. Got a shutter bug in your life? Pro Camera Hawaii has just what you need. Pro Camera has lots of holiday specials for you. Your authorized Canon, Sony, Fujifilm, Nikon, and Ricoh dealer with in-stock and special order for your hard-to-find items. Pro Camera Hawaii, we know cameras. From digital cameras, lenses, audio, lighting, video accessories, and gift certificates, Pro Camera Hawaii has it all. Now at Pearl Kai Shopping Center. Capture the memories. 
off a tree, hit a rock, and bounce next to the bend. That's my kind of golf. Now, back to Danielle Tucker on the Golf Club. Yeah, in our dreams, right? Okay, uh, Maui Nui, there's a 1224 uh, where the Grand Bells are going out to play today. I love that group's name. Uh, the gold course is a 910, the emerald course has a 940, and the blue course has a 1010. We've got an 856 at Eva Beach. All right, I know that's really cutting it close. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Royal Wine Country Club, a 952. Turtle Bay has a 9 o'clock. Kauai Kai has a 950. Kauai Lagoons has a 1056. And Poipu, where the Lazy Boys... That's like after the chair. I don't think they're in chairs. Wouldn't that be nice, though, if you could, like, have a golf cart that was like a lazy boy? <laughs> uh, Poipu has a 1010, an 11 o'clock, 1148, and a 1230. Makale, there is a 10 o'clock and an 1110. And Volcano, where it's a lovely 57 degrees. The Sunrise Gang. Yeah, they've been out on the course for a while. If you'd like to be there, there's a 920 and a 1050. That's Volcano on Hawaii Island. Or what I always want to say Big Island. I love saying Big Island. It's the biggest island. I love the Big Island. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring in Diana DeLucia. She is the founder and I'm going to call you the publisher of <laughs> Golf Kitchen Magazine. Welcome in, Diana. Aloha, how are you? And I love the Big Island too. That's the last time I saw you. Yes, that's right. We were that, playing What's That Game? Oh, What's That Game? Double or something? <laughs> we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the bottom line. And you, uh, you have done so much with your magazine. I am uh, so proud of you. But our Stephen Yen, our executive chef, at Liberty National Golf Club, overlooking the Statue of Liberty, one of the top country clubs in the United States, if not the world. Stephen Yen is going to be featured in Golf Kitchen Magazine, the next issue. Um, and, I mean, I was looking over some of the stuff that he does. He has such an incredible mind, the way he handles, because as executive chef, you know, it's not just about overseeing the dim sum and the wok and the sushi and the pastries and the hotline kitchens. He's responsible for hiring and training and coaching. And, you know, there's 35 million in revenue. He's in charge of food and labor costs. <laughs> and they always have to be kept below the projected budget for, you know, everybody to be really, really happy. Um, it, he's designed a program to feed 1,200 hungry New Yorkers each week with City Harvest. He's uh, banquets designed and executed, ranging from 50, that's an intimate gathering, considering that it goes up to 700 of your favorite people. So, Diana, um, we weren't able to speak to him, but tell us about Stephen Yen. Well, I, I had heard of Stephen when he first started at Liberty and I knew he was a restaurant chef on a large scale and with a very strong cooking background um, but he had started at Liberty National so I was intrigued by how such a transition um, you know took place like you know I know his first year was a little rocky because you're coming from a restaurant world to the private club world and not just any private club you're going to Liberty National 
so you can't make too many mistakes. But we decided to do a story on um, the transition so that other restaurant chefs that may want to transition at some point can understand the process. And that's the story we've written in the issue that goes to print on the 26th next week. So I'm excited to get that out there because there's a lot of responsibility at the moment and clubs nationwide need to start to pick up their game because there will be a lot of staffing, a lot more staffing problems than there currently is now in the coming years. Why is that, Diana? I mean, we have staffing problems, it seems, in all industries. I, I didn't expect it to be in the private country club world or in, in cooking. Because there, a lot of the chefs that were in the clubs for the last 10, 15 years are all retiring soon in the next couple of years. And there's a lot of... Um, there's a 10-year time period, from my perspective where chefs weren't joining golf clubs to work in clubs. They want to work in restaurants. And all these people are leaving. You talk to some of the senior chefs that are retiring, you know, they're already struggling to find just a sous chef. And now with restaurants not being as creative and exciting anymore to work in, there's a kind of a gap with bringing awareness to the private club industry that you can have a wonderful culinary career in private clubs and then right across the country right now because of the pandemic a lot of clubs who were not so enthralled by their kitchen staff or their kitchens because it was all about the golf they have to play catch-up now and all the kitchen companies are building new kitchens countrywide and those kitchens have to be filled with really good culinary teams wow it's it's um, it's it's everywhere. It's interesting uh, the change that we've experienced, and uh, during and because of the pandemic, everything is is completely different. How do we get a golf kitchen magazine? Because the, the photography that you uh, you are amazing behind a camera, by the way. Well, the, this the fun thing about this edition, um, we we. Because it's a couple of weeks late now, I added another property, which Stephen Yen had introduced me to, um, Aspen Tuck Valley Country Club in Connecticut. I was literally blown away by the place. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I'm putting the finishing touches on that story at the moment. But that's an example of a club that probably wasn't all that into their food 10, 10 15 years ago. And then the membership started getting younger and younger and they had to do what every other club is going to have to do that didn't do what they were meant to be doing years ago. Right. <laughs> I mean, they should have been, you know, I've been preaching this for 14 years now. Like, <laughs> you have to show off your culinary team. You have to have some culinary chops in the kitchen. It's not good enough to just have hamburgers and hot dogs anymore. It has to be... You know, younger people demand higher quality food and and more experiences and they they demand better wine service and cocktail service. So get with it 
And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how, how do we? I'm looking forward to talking with Stephen Yen. I know he'll be. He's got a really good reason for not having. I, I, I think the the young man impresses me so much. Just how do you keep the camaraderie in the kitchen, especially for a seasonal club? This is from the interview you did with him. Camaraderie in the kitchen is crucial, especially in a seasonal club like Liberty National. I foster a team mentality by encouraging open communication, supporting each other, and celebrating small victories. We have regular team meetings to discuss challenges and successes and to work together to find solutions. I also recognize exceptional work and show appreciation for my team's efforts by creating a positive and supportive environment. We can collaborate seamlessly and efficiently even during the busiest times of the year. This guy is really good. And Diana DeLucia, how do we get Di- uh, Diana's magazine, Golf Kitchen? How do we get it? Well, we'd love everyone to subscribe at golfkitchen.com. And we want to grow our subscription database. So I appreciate any support from all the clubs out in Hawaii and any listeners. We'd like to grow our, our numbers and get it bigger and bigger and eventually expand more internationally. So. We really need to get the word out how good the private club industry is to work out for, to work at and have a career at on the culinary level. Fantastic. Diana DeLucia, thank you so much for being inside the clubhouse. It's really good to hear your voice and uh, we need to catch up sometime. <laughs> Let's make time. I'd, I'd love to be out there. I we have a travel the next edition after this will be a travel edition oh so if any of the clubs are interested in showing off their culinary team please give me a call and, and how, how can they get in touch with you through golfkitchen.com or do you want them to literally have your phone number over the radio um <laughs> golfkitchen.com golfkitchen.com can we reach you that way yeah, or it's just Diana at golfkitchen.com. Awesome. I got to go. I got to thank the people who make this show possible. Diana, aloha. And Pro Camera Hawaii, quality cameras to capture your memories. Their staff will help you find what you need. Don't know what to choose? Give them a gift card. It's now the Pearl Kai Shopping Center. Beautiful. Go there. Aloha Power Equipment, your landscape superstore. Work easier with smarter tools. Weed it, whack it, mow it, blow it. You know we put power at your fingertips. The Honolulu Sign Company, branding banks and shopping centers and businesses and hotels since 1939. You know, they can't find you without your sign. Brand them. And get it done. The Aloha Section PGA. Teach your children to play golf. That's right. The gift that lasts forever. Thank you for your mana. And may you hit the sweet spot every time. I'm Danielle Tucker. This is the Golf Club. You've been listening to the award-winning Golf Club radio show with Danielle Tucker on the Golf Club Network statewide. Tune in next week and we'll tee it up together only on the Golf Club. Copyright 2024.